Anin, welcome to another episode of the Sober Squad Podcast. Colin and I talk about meditation, reconnecting to culture, and what does that really mean. Have a listen. Welcome to the Sober Squad Podcast. <laughs> I, you know, I went and made a pipe, and then they said, uh, go and spend time with your pipe, you know, talking to the the money dude here's a whole list of money dude and so i'm like all right and there's a yeah it's a form of meditation it 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 is yeah and it's one of those things it's kind of like uh if you imagine your brain uh the inside of your brain let's um you know make it flat you know but the inside of it it's like seven different directions or whatever inside your brain but let's just imagine it flat and there's a portion of it there where it's uh, y- your imagination. Your, your brain's almost a whole imagination. But there's like little streams that connect all these little parts. Uh-huh. And let's use the instance of, uh, of um, let, let's say I knock this cup off. Mm. So the old me, if I would have accidentally knock that cup off, all my streams would have been exchanging the water, right? Um, F-bombs. I would have been angry. So, sent a whole bunch of water towards the angry pool. My angry pool is raging right now because I dropped this glass. Um, sent it over to the, the, you know, sent some over the shame pool. Man, you're always messing up. Uh, you, you can't even, uh, sit at a table without spilling anything, you worthless piece of crap. Yeah. Send some over to the, uh, wherever you know you get all these things when in reality i could knock this cup off right now and i spent enough time probably in a meditative state or just some way of rerouting my brain to where god dang accidents happen i didn't need to be more mindful over i'm swinging my hands yeah uh that i'm not no piece of crap just because i spilled some water but now put that into a large, grander scale, right? Yep. Well, we were talking about kids. I pick up my my boy. No, he he's getting pretty tall now. Swings his leg and kicks me in the nuts. Oh. That's something that hurts. That almost puts a man right back into <laughs> yeah. Right back into primordial form. Yeah. Primal um senses going off and it's all you know survival at that time right yeah. instincts my son didn't mean it yeah he, he'll but he's happy you know yeah. he's kicking it but you know get kicked in the nuts the anger pool you know that stream it's it used to run just nice and fluid like the mississippi river yeah. but working on it diverting that stream over towards a more sensible state like uh, an accident happened um i i can feel upset you know that that that's fine but it's uh the anger part of it is when you take upset and push it onto other people Mm. you know being upset about a situation is natural some people would even go and say that anger is a feeling um, honestly, I don't, I'm not completely bought into that. Mm. 
I think anger is something that we use as a tool. Like, I can be sad, but angry. I can be happy and angry. But I think anger is uh, something that you use on other people or, or yourself. Yeah. You can be upset. You can be frustrated. You can be sad, irritated, happy. All those are feelings, I think. But let's say you're happy, but you don't believe it. You don't believe you deserve happiness. Yeah. Like, um... So you're putting a dam on that string yep. or river. Cut off the happiness, man. Divert that over to anger. You don't yeah. deserve this. Like, the first time I got out, got my daughter right away. Yeah. Um, sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, these are good times. I ain't ever going back. Yeah. And after a while, you're like, man, what's, what's, what's this happiness, you know? Yeah. Uh... I'm a Indian man. I'm not supposed to be all happy. Pushing my daughter on a swing. No, man, yeah. no, that, that Where they cool do guys that don't at. do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Who the heck am I? Yeah. So back to the 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 meditation thing. And and so dude, aligning your head and your heart, right? That is that that is creating like what you called intention right so like speaking is is one thing but when your mind and heart or your mind and your heart is aligned and you speak something people pick up on it and it resonates right so um and meditating is a useful tactic to creating that bond between your mind and your heart with the intention aligned is, is, is that does that fair to say yeah transfer of energy I think. yeah yeah so that's that's weird because like that's not something that you quite talk about very often but like so for me okay so my first year and a half i used to go put tobacco down by this one tree in particular every day i'd put my tobacco down and for me it was like the water was were splashing around and it's crazy in this weird wild storm and that's me trying to in a little tiny boat trying to put my tobacco down and for a year, I did this every day for a year and a half. And slowly over a period of time, over a year and a half, this is doing it every day. And it was really hard to do it every day because I'd have to make specific time out of my day to do this. Now, at a year and a half, something unique happened to me or I noticed with me when I would start going through my prayer or at the beginning of my prayer like oh um i would always sound, start off the same way every time oh ho buju get your money do need tell me gabo and cause magizzi do dame is i'd go through the normal you know what i mean by beginning of my prayer but after a year and a half of doing this every day this crazy little storm of of water splashing around real dark this and that and then as soon as I would start going through my prayer, just talking, it seemed like the, 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 um, everything would just calm down my body, just like, okay, it's time to start praying right now. And it would just react like physically react. And, um, and it would be like this weird meditative state to where then all of a sudden everything just closes out on any, any thing that I would have going on or whatever like that would just like shut down temporarily to where all of a sudden I am not like I'm not really thinking about anything much except for my prayer I'm not seeing anything outside of myself except for like you know like I'm not even paying attention to like 
really like the sometimes the wind or whatever but like just not a whole lot present in that moment except for me going through the process of my prayer and <laughs> no matter if i'm upset first or if i'm happy or whatever this when i'd get done praying it'd be a totally different state so like and and so it so all the storms are shaking and water say start i start going through my meditation and even just talking my normal thing that I've spoke every day for, for a year and a half, everything would just kind of calm down and I'd be at at like weird meditative peace. And sometimes I can stay in there for long times, but sometimes I can't this weird, like tranquil, calm. And, and <laughs> like for me as an ex meth meth addict, that's not, that's not a normal state. So, so like, would you say that 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 um when we or or people when they try to meditate or whether they pray or whatever like that are trying to achieve that same outcome as in like where like you view situations differently so like where you could see like okay maybe you kicked me in the nuts but let's say let's say you're in a weird meditative state to where you see for what it really is, not how you perceive it. Does that you don't understand the the point that I'm trying to trying to connect or get to about the meditation and and prayer and how you don't really talk about it much, but I'm sure it's like a uh, does anything like that ever happen when you go through some of your what would be the word rituals or prayers or 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 you know what I mean? Like does, does that any of that stuff ever? Yeah, it's like it's setting a tone, right? Yeah. You know, setting a tone. I think the Buddhists, they call it oneness. Yeah. And uh, enlightenment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's from uh, other cultures who, I, you know, I think all that's similar to Anishinaabe, but uh, when you're connecting yourself like that, so you're, um, let's say you are an anxious person you know we go through all this anxiety and depression and uh there's never that little happy medium every once in a while you'll get this you know state of comfort and calmness right but most of the time it's um stress anxiety uh some sort of depression or whatever right yeah but uh you got iphone okay so uh <laughs> when, when the iphone is stressed right like let's say the battery's low, it starts acting up a little bit, right? Yeah. Plug it in, leave it alone. He goes, you know, iPhone gets in his Zen mode and yeah. comes back to it. Or if he's feeling, you know, a bit inadequate, he's not progressing, not learning anything. You know, like a, humans, we gotta learn something all the time. Yeah. You gotta plug him in, connect the Wi-Fi, get the software update, go put him put him alone for a while. Yeah. When you get him again, he's all happy. Doesn't he seem yeah. different? You know, uh, you know. I think it's the same. Yeah, I think it's the the same thing for people. You know, when our spirit is sensing that something needs to happen, it's it's gonna throw these senses at us, and we gotta kick back, figure it out internally, like a little update or a little recharge. Yeah. And then when you come back you know come back into 
the world here and you're interacting, you'll feel a lot different. Yeah. Uh, back in 2013, I got this deep desire to make a pipe. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Yeah. I have no, it was just one of those things that I was feeling. So I went to the, the trading post. All right. Um, looking at the pipes on there. You know, I looked at this chunk and you know, I looked at another chunk and nothing nothing even called to me, right? Um, I remembered my uncle, he had a he had a he had a pipe and or a piece of pipe stone when I was a kid. And I remember he had that so I asked him, I was like, Hey, you I, I remember you had pipe stone when uh oh you still got it and he goes, ah, I don't I don't remember where I put that And I was like, All right, okay. The two easiest ways are out. The money doer sending me on a mission. I'm going to call the pipestone and I'm going to go carve my own piece out. Uh. Called on the pipestone. They said, uh, yep, uh, we could fit you in next year. <laughs> uh, bring a team of about six guys. Uh, you got to bring your own tools. I was like, well, what kind of tools? Oh, pickaxe, sledgehammer. Uh, I was like, go query uh, your own pipestone. I was babe. like, holy crap. Okay, let me think about that. You know, I don't have no buddies. Um, Doug, my my buddy Doug, he's uh rolling around on a little scooter. Um, Larry, he definitely couldn't come to the rock yeah. quarry with me. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know, maybe I'll find some other people that are on this um on this path. A year from now. Oh uh, yeah, um, I I haven't even been out a year yet. Yeah. I don't trust nobody. I ain't hanging around with nobody. Yeah. Um. I was fixing something at home, lawnmower, and I needed a certain wrench or, I don't know, I was working on something I needed a wrench and my uncle had a whole bunch of tools. So yeah. I was like, hey man, um, I need to go into your garage, I need to get this tool, I'll bring it back when I'm the, done. The same uncle you asked for <clears throat> Pipestone? Same uncle, yeah. Okay. And he had one of those big cool toolboxes, right? The ones with all the drawers on them, just like at the mechanic shop. You the know. standing one, yeah. Yeah, man, that thing was nice. I couldn't find nothing in there. There's some tools on the floor, so I was checking them out. I think I needed a socket, a certain size. Probably 10 millimeter. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> and I started reaching underneath that toolbox. Yeah. And I'm just grabbing all tools, and then boom, I feel a big square piece of something. I was like, what the heck is this? So, so right away, did, did, did like a ping go off? Like, oh, like you know what I mean? I may be onto something. Yeah, oh. um, as soon as I felt it, and, and it was like a, a month or two, maybe even three or four months after I asked them. Yeah. Um, I almost knew exactly what it was when yeah. I grabbed it, and I just had to pull it out to see with my own eyes in order yeah. to believe it. Yeah. And sure enough, it was a big chunk of pipe stone. I thought I had a piece sitting up on my shelf there. Still, I got a small piece of it that I was going to make. But, you know, I went, I grabbed it. I uh, went and told my uncle. Uh, uh, he was like, okay, yeah, I'll, uh, fine. Um, I got a hacksaw. I don't even remember if I grabbed that tool that I went there for anyway. Yeah. But And I remember carving it. And then my boys, they'd see me carving it. Yeah. And your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
and so I'm center carving it, and I, I didn't know draw design or, uh. or nothing. I just went and carved it out. And then when I was done with that, I, I, you know, got the, the, the stone part. Uh, and I remember talking to somebody else about making pipes and they said, you know, sumac is hollow in the middle. And I was like, yeah, hollow in the middle. So I went to the Powell grounds, got a piece of sumac, carved that out, got it to fit. Sumacs with the red little, they look like. Yeah. Little red furry berries on there. Yeah. And. Then, then I'm sitting there with this pipe. Um, about six months after I got the inkling, uh, all this time after, uh, like I gave up my search. Like I was like, I, money do gotta just take me there or something. I'm not gonna go quarry or go to some pipe. Yeah. You know, grab six people and because you're not even guaranteed to get a piece of pipe stone, even if you do go. Uh, it's crazy. So there I'm sitting with this pipe. Um, uh, I'm learning Ojibwe. Um, I know, I know I have to learn that. I know I have to learn about our culture, about our history, our language. And so I call up this old man, um, Melvin Eagle. And I was like, Ani Niji, um, uh, I made this pipe and I'm looking for some help. And he goes, well, well, come on over. I bring it over to him, and, you know, he starts talking to me about it, and I was like, what, uh, why'd you make this, you know, what, you can't just go out and make something and think of it, so we talked for a while, and he said, well, all right, well, um, I had given him some tobacco when I got there, and he was like, well, he took the tobacco and put it in his pipe, and he smoked it, speaking Ojibwe, you know, when he was doing that, now that I think about it, he was sitting there meditating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, aligning I, his heart in his in his head. Yeah, because there I was, you know, less than a year out, sitting there all awkward, you know, just yeah. sitting in this old man's house, and he's sitting there meditating. Like, he, I could have been there, or I couldn't have been there. Yeah. And I don't think it would have mattered to him. Yeah, so he was meditating. Yeah. When he got done, he told me all about the responsibilities that come with um, having a pipe. You know, it's not uh, something that, you know, people that go out and do it for fame, glory, prestige, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't work, is what he said. He said that um, there's very specific reasons why pipes come here and yeah. if if they're not used so the money money you know it's not like the money do are gonna do ill will to you it's you just may not get favored you know that's that's still something i'm looking at but he said well use it you know it's not something that's just gonna sit there and just be a pipe you know uh, pipes gotta get used yeah so i'll use it i use it with my my boys, I, yeah. you know, I let them smoke out of it. And there was a time there where my babies, when they seen me going up and, you know, going up and to fill my pipe, uh, they'll come up, 
they'll you know they'll do the smudge and yeah they'll all line up and do the smudge and then each of them would you know take some tobacco and put it in my pipe and then you know then yeah. then I'd sit back and try to um you know talk to the money do use the yeah. language yeah would so so would you say that that meditating I don't know. This is going to sound crazy. I'm just throwing it out there. But would you say meditating is sort of adjusting yourself to the right frequency or 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 plugging yourself in to mm-hmm. to um able to uh, I don't know. Like I hate sounding crazy cuz I'm a really logical. I would like to think of myself as a logical person, but there's some things that I can't yeah. explain. So so would you say that that meditating and getting into that weird state is attuning you to the frequency of like, um, let's say you could say great spirit or, or, or um, the great mystery or, or whatever, the, whatever you want to call it to. But there's something or information out there that you can tap into if you just allow yourself to get to the right frequency to hear it. Does that mm-hmm. does that? Does that yeah, and you know that's exactly what uh, the old guys talked about. Is yeah. that, you know today there's a few people that you know we connect on, you know, kind of like this little meter here. Yeah. See so how it gets up into the yellow. You know, maybe today we're only down on that first green bar there. Okay. Where a long time ago, when everybody was in tuned, everybody yeah. was on that frequency may have been peeking out in the red all the time right yeah go right up to the top there so that's that energy transfer um so when when i am getting into the zone whether it's with my uh with uh, the pipe uh the dance hall it doesn't even have to be at ceremony yeah um sometimes on I'll drive my boys to school. I drove them to school this morning. Yeah. On the drive back today, I knew I was going to be having to present, so I had to build up my energy. Yeah. So I was just getting into like a, a trance driving, yeah. you know, still a little bit conscious, but, you know, running through the scenarios in my head. And then as Anishinaabe people, um, I, I remember because I used to do it, like have a, my physical hand holding physical tobacco and yeah. i go put it by a physical tree like you can feel no energy transfer mm. like but then there's those times and early on in recovery i noticed that it was in stressful times get that tobacco in my hand you can feel the the transfer of energy and when you put it by the tree you actually feel good yeah, let it go. Yep, because you tuned in, right? Yep. Like you're talking about tuning into the frequency. Yep. I got the frequency down. And then there's times where, why the heck am I doing this? Putting this tobacco out here. Yeah. There, there's no transfer Going of energy. The yeah, yeah. It's just. But I think getting in some sort of state of mind, aligning with the with your your state of heart. Um. I, th- I think that's how we connect to the spirit world. You know, that yeah. that's, that, that's how I, uh, how I imagine it happening. Yeah. 
you know, and it's not called a great mystery for nothing. Yeah. You know, our people trying to figure this out for thousands of years yeah. and just trust it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so that, that, that alignment or that frequency or whatever, um, however you want to describe it or charging or, or, or has carried me through a lot of difficult situations to where like my personal energy or whatever it is is just all discombobulated and, and, and cloudy and I'm just like not thinking right, I'm frustrated, I'm doing this. But then sometimes like if I practice it for a while, I can just automatically go to that place. You know, like 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 to where like um let's say I have a job interview or maybe not to that, but like let's say my nephew Storm is stressing me out and I'm getting you know what I mean? Like, or he had a tough day at school or he got suspended or, or dealing with some issues to where like it's putting my stress level up. I know that I can just like, I do that a lot when I'm like about to do a speaking engagement or whatever, or, or some significant part of my life. I go like, I need to get to, I need to get to that frequency to adjust myself, to carry me through the next situation and it's sort of like undoing them weird little river things or, or connections that you that, that to how you normally handle situations. You know what I mean? Like just burst of energy and it goes out to meditating or getting into that weird state allows me to handle a situation totally different and the possibilities are like endless. So that was Colin and I talking about meditation how i went about it culturally when uh, i was learning ojibwe and and uh making my pipe and then uh we would talk about how uh, we use it in everyday life in uh, short instances you know when you're asking for help you're realigning yourself you're trying to connect to uh, a spirit or an energy greater than yourself uh, so whether you do it through uh, a prayer or some of these other uh, guided meditations that are out there, I I like to talk about it. It's uh, in order to reach outwards, you got to reach inward. So that's how I think about meditation as I'm realigning myself. And through doing that, I'm able to connect to a power that's greater than me and for me um, that's uh, good you money do and uh, all the money do out there that have agreed to help the Anishinaabe people and I believe everybody has their own version of that whether whether you're you're Christian and you reach out to God or or Jesus or or whatever the case may be either way it's Realigning yourself to form that conscious contact. And this is something that I did not really understand early in my recovery. What's the conscious contact with a power greater than yourself? And I do believe it's through a form of meditation or prayer or a mental state where you're able to realize that and understand that for yourself. Miigwech. See you out there.
I hope you all are getting stuff from these podcasts. That's the whole intention behind these podcasts is uh, sharing our Sober Squad methods and concepts and ideas, perspectives. Eventually, we'll be going around and interviewing other Sober Squad members. So, same email if you're interested. Najake at Wayne G. Media. N-A-Z-H-I-K-E at W-E-N-J-I-B-I-M-A-A-D-I-Z-I-N-G-M-E-D-I-A dot com. This episode of the Sober Squad podcast is brought to you by Wangy Bamadizing Media. Like us on Facebook. Check out our website, wangibamadizingmedia.com. Wangibamadizing Media, Ojibwe knowledge at your fingertips.